What up, what up? Hey! Caleb, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm phenomenal. I'm phenomenal. How's I'm your in week? A, I'm in a great mood today, too. Week's good. Just That's good. Another, I mean, nice weather. Work's busy. Nothing but, you know, unlimited opportunity. Life's good. That's good. That's good. You guys, you guys got the sun out. Over yeah, there? we we got the sun over here. Oh, I mean, we I mean, we kind of got some sun. I mean, it's a little cloudy, but can't complain. No, can't complain. So, so yeah. So, uh, great morning, everybody. Hope everyone's uh, having a great start to the week. Um, if you haven't heard, uh, we are currently uh, reading Rich Dad Poor Dad for our book. Uh, this month, man, I mean, I, I, uh, first, first, uh, paragraph or first chapter just blew my mind away. So, uh, that'll be coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Our key takeaways. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. Um, we're working on, we're working on fixing our friendship. Yeah. We're... <laughs> Rich dad, poor dad was <laughs> the bridge, big, big part of the first step. You know, just getting yeah. us back on track, yeah. keeping the relationship, you know, for sure, keeping for this sure. key relationship going. <laughs> uh, this this morning, we're going to be interviewing uh, Mr. C.J. Smith. Cooper and I both know him from NDSU. He is a extremely intelligent and successful man. And we won't say much more. We'll kind of get into the intro and let you hear it from the man himself. All right, guys. So like Caleb said. Uh, we have uh, another special guest on today, and I will let him introduce him. Hey, uh, everybody. I'm about to introduce you to C.J. Smith. Uh, extremely intelligent, talented. Uh, I'll say intelligent again. Really just a bright, bright young dude. Um, we're happy to have him on the show talking about relationships and kind of his story. And without further ado, uh CJ, welcome to the show, man. man thank you. It's, it's an honor. <laughs> Special it's thanks. Yeah, yeah Cooper's honor. hype, man. No, Cooper's I hype. I appreciate that, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. CJ, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of who you are, what you do, and, and why you do it? Uh, Well, my name is CJ Smith. Um, I am, I would say I'm, now I would say I'm an entrepreneur, um, ex-NFL football player, um, a husband and just a person just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out myself in life. That's it. Mm. Man, let's, let's go. Uh, CJ, let's, let's, uh, Caleb, I'm going, I'm going off the script today. So, Oh yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about, um, you know, playing at NDSU, um, you know, uh, five-time national champion, <laughs> um. Oh, hey, we're we're taking the gloves off today, so don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um. You know, five time. You know, national champion. So why don't h- h- explain to everybody like what it's like playing at such a uh, successful program, and like what lessons you've learned from NDSU that you've taken into the next next part of your life. Um. It's not easy. It's not easy. The, the, you can look at it from the outside and see all the success and the five-time national championships, and we won a lot of games, blew, blew out a lot of teams. Um, but it's not easy. And we took things day by day um, and really embraced each other as a family, as friends, and all the things behind the scenes that it, it took to build 
uh, that winning program is is huge. And it started with a lot of um, you had to break. You had to. It started when you know Kramer. For the first person that you meet is Kramer, and he breaks yep. you down, um, and he sheds you down um, just to build you up. And I think that's what really makes that program special, apart from a lot of other things. What what was uh what was the young, you know, seventeen to eighteen year old CJ like? You know, what was he like? How's he different from, you know, who you are now? <laughs> um, you know, when you when you come into college, like you're the best player in your high school team, so you pretty much think you're like you're it, like you're it. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I come to NDSU and I think I'm gonna play right away. No red shirt for me, and I'm like I'm shocked. You know, there's a lot of other guys better than me. Um, I never played DB before, and so it was, I had to try to learn that. And then I had some like um, I, I don't I don't know I was I wasn't really aware to the world. Um, I was I was raised in a small little bubble, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Yeah, that was a good question. That was a good question. That's that's as far as I can go. Right we'll we'll let you we'll let you come back to it if yeah. needed. Um, okay. So I got I gotta ask I gotta ask. Uh, CJ, so you got five uh, championship rings. Yep. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. How how is it have like wearing five? Because I only got three. So. <laughs> <laughs> three is heavy. Three, Man, I don't, yeah, I didn't I didn't get all of them on like you know on one hand. I should have did that, but um no, it's awesome, man. It, it's fun. Uh I barely ever wear them unless I'm going to NDSU or around the guys and things like that. But it's fun to to have those rings and show them off when when the other when I'm around the other guys. You and just just on a side note, you you and uh, you and Champ should do like the the Jordan pick, you know, like with the rings. <laughs> I'm just 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 yeah. just saying. Just hey, saying. shout out shout out to Champ by the way. Shout oh, out shout, to shout, Champ, yeah, shout sure. out to Champ for sure. Yeah, definitely. Man. Did I did I see he is he doing his thing in Arizona? Is that what I saw? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's working at GCU. Um, and then I think he's doing some training stuff on the side. Nice. Good for him, man. Yes, nice, champion nice. sports training, I think. Good for him. Um, nice. Let's talk about, you know, I could sit here and brag about CJ as well. You know, we, we could sit here and do that. You know, he's a great guy. But talk us about talk to us about kind of your transition from finishing school, you know, balling in the league, and then what you're doing now. I mean, I think mm-hmm. as, as awesome as the sports stuff is, I think what you're doing now is just as cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so after college, um, got a shot to play in the NFL. Um, that can, I can go into a lot of detail there, but I mean, I can save it. it, it it's up to you guys. You guys want me to go into that? Oh, I talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll t- touch briefly on it. I was in the NFL. Um, my first like few months were horrible for me, man. Um, and I ended up quitting. Like I called my agent. I'm like, yo, like this is not for me. Like. I was under so much stress and so much anxiety and I called my agent and I was like, yeah, I'm done. So I was up all night. Um, I hated reading. Um, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, she kept on telling me to read this book. And I'm like, like, dude, I don't read. Like I'm, I'm a athlete. So like, this is just one of the, the moments in my life where it just changed. And I read that book and my life just changed and tell me to, it just helped me put everything into perspective so I was taking things day by day um hour by hour second by second and if I was okay in that second then I knew I could keep going forward so um mm-hmm. after that after I realized that um came back home um refocused my mind started reading a lot more 
went back to fall camp and I got in the zone. Like it was one of those moments like where you're like in the zone. It can be sports, it can be working, it can be relationship-wise, anything. And I just got in a real good zone football-wise. Um, and I was playing really well. Um, first game, uh, ended the game with an interception. And that's when I knew I, I was going to make it that, that year. Um, long story short, um, going into my third year, didn't make it. Um, end up playing in the AAF, the AAF shut down. Um, and then, you know, I, I had to find myself. And so uh, one of the hard parts for me was I attached my identity so much to football. Coop, I'm sure you can attest to yep. that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I heard a little bit about your story and it was good to hear about. But um, yeah, so just trying to find yourself as a young man in this world outside of football. How do I do that? I had so much time to just think and sit and I didn't like it was I was so I didn't know who I was. It was just such a weird thing and trying to figure out what I like to do um, outside of conventional wisdom. And um, and I started to just like read a lot more about self-help, self-discovery like you guys do and um, business books and things like that. And I'm like, dang, you can really teach yourself all this stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. right here for you. Yep. I'm like, what the heck? Like, wow. Like this is <laughs> awesome. And so when I when I got done with football, I never thought like I had any true skills. Like I can't get a job. Like my degree, I have a degree in sport management, minor business. And I'm like, I can't. Like, what am I gonna do? What am What am I gonna do with that? Like, right. I can't do yeah, with that. right. <laughs> and so the skills that I did realize that I had were like, um, just being like, um, determined. You know, be going goal oriented. And just do doing things the right way. Things that taught me um, ever since NDSU, um, just being detailed, being a man. Like if I didn't make it to a workout on time, um, I was going to be punished if I didn't call ahead of time and let the coach know, like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, something came up, you know, just communication, things like that. That um, that those were the skills that I eventually realized that I had. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So now, now let me start navigating my life. Um, decided to get my personal training certificate just to hold, like, hold me over a little bit. Um, and then I was like, okay, I, I want to train. So found a job. Um, I was training uh, older people at the YMCA. It was so fun. Um, older people have so much wisdom and knowledge. It's crazy. That's and, so true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, just being around those type of people and kind of just trying to choose the people I want to be around. Like, I didn't want to train just anybody like I wanted to have a, a good connection with the person I was training because mm. um, you're around them so much uh, so so much out the day and, and out the time so a couple um, of things a couple of things you said you know all four or excuse me all three of us have degrees from NDSU and I don't mm-hmm. think the three of us regret our time there in the slightest um, but I think we also all agree that the education we get from you know, networking with, you know, guys like ourselves and or reading. I mean, it seems that that's paid off in bigger dividends than, you know, my exercise science degree or, you know, that that's kind of like, I, th- I bet you Cooper and I can both agree with you on with your thoughts on that. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love my time there, you know, go Bison. I have so many great <laughs> people and friendships and relationships. You know, I'm, Cooper, I mean, all three of us are high relationship people, so I mean, I don't regret it in the slightest. But man, like education is right there at your fingertips with the smartphone. I mean, how, there's literally no excuse that you're not reading something. Yeah, I definitely agree. 100 percent agree. Um, you know, I know one of your big light bulb moments, CJ, was that book that your uh, your wife had you read. I mean, do you want to talk? I mean, what 
talk a little, maybe a little bit more about that book and maybe kind of a couple of other light bulb moments that led you to what you and your wife are doing now. Yeah, definitely. So the book, the name of the book is called The Power of Now. And um, I would consider like it a spiritual enlightening book. Um, it puts everything into the present moment. Um, you don't think about the past. You don't think about the future. You think about the now. And you can control what you can control in that moment. And so when you put those things into perspective, life shifts for you. Um, and I think it, it that book is drawn to certain people um, at certain times. And it's you only can read it when you're truly ready for it to digest mm. it. Mm. Um, and I think that's important. But that just led me down the path to read a lot more and just learn a lot more um, about myself and about how the world works. Um, I really like to study like the mind. Um, Energy. What, yeah, energy, um, what motivates people, uh, what doesn't work, all, all that thing, all that, all that stuff, because you can use it for yourself. I feel like you can, you can literally hack your life. Like if I want to be this type of person, I can learn about it online and then I can surround myself with these type of people. And then I'll have no choice because you guys know the same. You're like, you're, you are the, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself yep, with. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, yep, yeah. yep. And just using those sayings and, and listening to con- like conventional wisdom, all the oldest wisdom in the world is through books. Any problem that you have today, somebody else probably already had it. So why would I do the hard, hard thing and try to figure it out on my own mm. when I can learn from somebody else? Man. Mm. Just, just spitting fire right now. Man. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we're ready for this information today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think um so so cj um so okay so i so i you know we were in college together and like the next time i really saw anything um you know from you on social media you were like in the middle of a flip or like doing a, a rehab or something yep. so where so just explain like so what made you want to get into that part now like real estate entrepreneurship from doing the your mind um, your mind's about to get blown coop <laughs> i'm just saying hey i'm hey i'm, I'm ready i'm ready <laughs> man so, so, sit down cooper <laughs> yeah so i was talking me and caleb we met we had coffee we were talking about this stuff a little bit and um i just man i just saw my money going down the drain i'm like what the heck like oh my gosh like my money's just going down like even if you put it in a savings account your money's still and it's going to go down due to inflation. So, mm-hmm. um, like, my money's just going down. Like, what can I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about stocks. I don't know anything about real estate. So I just started researching what to do with, like, money. And so um, I, I was listening to this podcast, and I reached out to the guy. Um, something just told me to reach out to him, tell him about your situation. I reached out to the guy. Um, he hit me back, and he was like, um, like, the first thing that you have to do is get rid of your living expense. So I'm like, like, how do you do that? <laughs> so he told me, like, find a duplex um, to live in and rent out the other side, and they'll pay for your mortgage. So I started, I, after that, for, like, the next three months, I just researched um, about real estate, how to buy real estate with uh, little money or, like, yeah, little money down. Um, and I figured that you can do it with an owner occupancy uh, loan. And so I researched that for three months, and I seen, like, a lot of stuff that I seen online, which I'm sure a lot of people, uh, a lot of a problem that a lot of people have is just to take action. And so I'm lucky enough that I'm the type of person that I love to take action. I just love to do it. Mm. No matter if I do it right, <laughs> I just love to do it. It can be to a fault sometimes. Yeah. Um, but taking action right away, I think, is huge in real estate. And so did that. Um, we are in an owner-occupied duplex um, in South Minneapolis. 
and we're um, doing some renovations because the rents were way below market. And so um, hopefully we can get some of this equity out of it um, by force increasing the value. And so a couple months, we bought the house in November and then I think it just got appraised. Um, and like the estimate was 436 and we bought it for 405,000. So we got a little bit um, of value increase just by just naturally. Um, Caleb, you probably know more about this stuff than I do. You're doing great, um, man. Yeah, you're, you're, doing, great. you're doing great. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then um, so once we increased the rents, um, our left side, our three bedroom side, the rents were like fourteen forty five, and we're gonna hopefully increase it to around two thousand dollars, and that's a huge increase. Oh yeah, and yeah, and then on our side, we're hoping it was at thirteen ninety five. We're looking to increase it to eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred. And so um, with pulling those rents up, we're hoping to get a, a higher um, appraisal when we go to maybe look to do something with this house with maybe trying to do, um, I don't know, Caleb, like I, I, I haven't did too much research yet because I'm, I'm still trying to be a property manager, but um, like taking out a HELOC or something like that or or um, taking out some of this equity and trying to um, buy a fourplex. I think that's, that is my goal for the, for the rest of this year. I, I just got to put in my two cents. Uh, first takeaway from CJ's story, people listening in real estate, you have to take action. Um, CJ's reading about it right now in Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, mm-hmm. or not, excuse me, Cooper, not CJ. And and CJ is a perfect example of someone who did it. You know, I'm not tooting my own horn at all, but people will hit me up three, four, five, six times a month, like, oh, hey, you know, I want to get into real estate investing, and maybe one out of the seven is serious because it comes down to them being willing to take action. And what CJ and his wife did was extremely smart. They leveraged, um, they leveraged, they, they made someone work for them, AKA he went out and find a, found an agent who's phenomenal with investment properties. And he leveraged that person. He leveraged that relationship and said, Hey man, find me a house and the seller is going to pay you the commission, which is how real estate works. So he basically had someone working for him for free and found him an amazing deal in a home that, from what it sounds like CJ is super happy with. And he also took advantage of amazing low down payment options. And you know what you were talking about, whether it's a HELOC or, you know, you could even try to refinance that over into commercial loan where the property gets, the property gets valued based off of the income it produces versus what the comparable homes are worth. But just to get back to my first point is CJ took action. You know what I mean? Like he just, he went out and did it. At some point, you, I mean, we were just talking about education, but at some point, you just got to do it. Yeah, and that's, he's a, I mean, you got to do it. <clears throat> and I was going to add to add to one of the things CJ said was uh, like learning from other people's mistakes or learning Ooh, from learning from fire. other people. Um, you know, a lot of the guys or a few of the people I'm listening to. That's one of the big things they said that, especially when it comes to money, like, yeah, you can learn from your own mistakes but if you're doing that with money you're going to be broke pretty quickly but if you learn from other people's mistakes saves it saves you a lot of time and a lot of money um so that that was you know that was powerful um what i thought and then just yeah the whole action thing like that's the quickest way to learn anything you know it can be real estate entrepreneurship business whatever um is just taking action you know, that's the quickest way to learn what works and what doesn't work. But if you're sitting on the fence, you just never know, you know, and, there, and you're there's so many people right now saying like, 
I want to get into investing when the next crash happens. You know how many years I've been waiting, like hearing people say that, <laughs> and those are the people that those are the people that are never going to buy. I mean, that's just real estate's just the specific example. But you know, Warren Buffett said it's not about timing the market; it's about time in the market. You know, if you look at you know any investment chart, real estate or stocks, over time it will make you money. Um, mm-hmm. If we just go off of history, right? History typically repeats itself. You know, who knows what'll happen, right? But I'm a big believer in time in the market versus time in the market. So everybody do what CJ's doing, man. Take, take action. Um, CJ, you and your wife are also into something called fire. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to explain what that is to our listeners and Cooper here? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Cooper. So. Oh, well, well I, I, I know a little bit, but no, I'm a, hey, I'm, I'm learning too. Don't educate. Yeah, Ed, sure. Educate CJ. I'm, I'm good. So, uh, so fire, uh, it stands for financially independent, retire early. Um, and so what that, what that just means to me is just figuring out a way. So technically what it means is that you want to withdraw your money, your savings, your, your savings or your stocks or whatever you have, whatever you built up at a 4% rate. So you pick a number that you figure out that you can live off of 4% a year and you build up your, your, um, your portfolio, your real estate portfolio, um, your stocks and your savings, anything that you, that you're involved in your assets. And you try to make it equal, say you're doing, you can retire with 4% of a million dollars. Um, which is what it like four thousand. Forty grand a year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, forty yep. yeah, forty forty grand a year. So if you can live off forty grand a year, um, and you save a million dollars, then you'll be good for the rest of your life. And how you do this is of uh, compound interest. So if you start saving, um, and say you get to a hundred thousand dollars and you save a hundred thousand dollars really fast, then now the next hundred thousand dollars is gonna be way easier. Mm-hmm. And then now you have two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, now that's gonna be now you you almost made it once you get to two hundred thousand dollars because you know the game you know how it works you know how to invest now you taught yourself and you've you already created this system and so you at the same time you learn how to live off less and you learn how to take advantage of small things and the big things so one of the biggest expenses that me and my wife have is travel um, and we love to travel so I'm like dude like how are these people traveling so much like first class business class. Like, how are these people just traveling so much? I know they don't. Like, they're just not spending money on travel all the time. Mm-hmm, so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let me figure this out. Um, discovered um, travel rewards. Um, you can leverage your credit, but you have to be a disciplined person. So um, it's called travel hacking. I know some people might get a, a negative uh, assumption with the word hacking. It's not actually hacking. Everything you do is, is legal. Um, it, it just depends on how you how you understand the system. Yeah, exactly. That's on the day, um, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that, that comes with everything. That comes with stocks. That comes with investing, everything. You just got to have to understand. This. Exactly. And I think that might be one of the things that holds people back is not knowing and not understanding. And the only thing that you can do is teach yourself. Sounds like an excuse, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, to be brutally hey, honest, yes. CJ, <laughs> who, who, was, who was first? You or your wife? Who had to convince who? You know, talk about that. I mean, you guys made some lifestyle changes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, it was me um, really pushing my wife into a lot of this. And I'm the pusher and she's the one who pulls me back uh, at times, um, which helps a lot because 
there were so on this real estate journey alone, there were so many houses I wanted to buy. I'm like, yes. Sounds like Caleb. Yeah, sounds like Caleb. Oh, so true. Yeah. So um, I, I bring the ideas to her, and if they're good ideas, the really the really good ones or the great ones, then she'll jump on board on, and those are probably the right ones for us both. And so I just, you know, I throw a bunch of ideas at her, and, and the ones that stick, stick. What, what's your guys's why? I mean, because it's not easy. It takes discipline, hard work, you know, like what's what keeps you guys motivated? What keeps you guys grounded? Um, man, just just being happy, just being free. Um, we both don't like to to work. So just being able to travel and um, spend time with family, spend time with friends, building meaningful relationships and um yeah that's pretty much it i want to okay so i want to i want to touch on something that cj just like i admire you for this cj so like when you were talking about your story you said that your money was was going down like you were just expenses after expenses and i you know you hear it all the time about the guys that go to league make all this money and then they end up broke you know five six years after you know um you know, one thing you're, you said you're doing is, is, you know, how I hear it is you're living um, below, you know, below your means right now, but you're doing, yeah. you're doing a lot of other things though. So, so you're, you know, you're able to save, save a lot of money. Can you, can you just explain like why you didn't want to be like another, you know, statistic? Um, Just growing up, the way that, you know, when you grow up, I know Caleb, he touched on this too, is when you don't have much um, and you want something, you just have to figure out a way to get mm. it. And and once you figure out a way to get it, you have to figure out a way to maintain it. Mm. Once you figure out a certain, people are going to support their, a, a certain level of their lifestyle. It's just like buying clothes. And when Caleb, I listen, I, I keep on saying Caleb because I listen to the episode and he's talking about buying shoes and he loves shoes and he was supporting that habit because he made it. <laughs> you know and so you're going to support any habit at any level in your life and you're going to figure out a way to spend money on that stuff and if you're not spending money on the right stuff then you're going to be broke mm, you, yeah. you you keep touching on like you and your wife are just happy right and and when, when we had our conversation i mean you guys kind of just soul searched and found out mm-hmm. what made you happy and i love when you're like yeah. you're like yeah man i just wear a, a white tee a black t-shirt you know like <laughs> that's what yeah. i need you know, like, yeah, you know, in a, in a, yeah. we live in a world of, you know, capitalism and consumerism. It, it's mm-hmm. it, the relationships you make help you stay on that straight and narrow. Um, yeah, Cooper loves bringing up my shoe habit. So he must have just been smiling. <laughs> over no, I, I, I didn't. I want to say nothing. I was just like, I was just like, <laughs> we all go through. CJ, let's not let's not go down that road. I was praying. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with it at all um people like certain things and that's okay um you know we i I, don't get me wrong i spend money on dumb stuff don't we all like dumb 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 expensive (laughs) stuff dumb expensive (laughs) stuff and um but just looking back on it i mean it's a it's a learning lesson you know you still you you value things as time moves on yep you definitely have to like money's a tool right and you, you have to use it on things that make you happy you just have to make sure that it actually makes you happy. You know, is it that, that fleeting moment or truly is this something you love? You know, you're only on this earth for a set amount of period of time and you have to do stuff you love. 
Um, let's go back to the NFL for a minute. I was I was just getting there. What? What? Let me go first. What? Okay. What? <laughs> what like kind of like you know fanboy geeked out? Did you ever have one of those moments where like, whoa, I'm in the NFL. That's so and so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I think it didn't really happen until I was um in Denver, like my last year in the NFL. Um, that because that was probably because I was just so like concerned with making it, like I wasn't really aware of anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were locked um, in. But when I, yeah, I was too locked in. But when I got to Denver and I seen like Von Miller's locker, and I'm like, whoa, like Emmanuel Sanders because they won a championship. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, like dang, this is Chris Harris, and I'm like, well, okay, these are some legends right here. Did you did you um, like create any? Cooper and I always talk about relationships, and it's all about who you know. I mean, did you create yeah. any relationships that? you know, will be long lasting and, you know, they'll be mutually beneficial. Um, I got a few. Um, it's kind of tough. You know, everybody, I, a lot of people in the NFL, they have their own lives to deal with a lot mm. of the times. And they, they, they have their own friends and their own family members that they have to take care of and things like For that. Sure. And, you know, I, I just, I was just a little bit different. I feel like um, it's a different world. in NFL. It's a different world. So I was just, I was just trying to stay focused, you know, just do the right things, um, just be a good person. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really want to surround myself by somebody who didn't, who wasn't doing. That's that's a great point. Uh, talk so talking about um, just making that jump to the next level, CJ. Can you can you talk about the just the the intensity and the the grunt? Like if you know, because I, I I'm gonna assume we have some listeners that are going to be you know thinking about you know having dreams right having dreams go to playing next level profession can you just talk a little bit about like the type of work ethic that you got to have when once you get to that that level because everyone's good if you can just talk about that a little bit oh man um yeah like you said everyone's good so a lot of it comes down to the mental aspect the mental aspect of the game Mm. and that's where i got so um, focused Once on you were free, is because yeah, exactly. So, just being able to, for me as a DB and anybody else who who think who's thinking about playing professional sports, is when you mess up and there's a bunch of people watching you, how are you going to respond to that? Um, are you going to beat yourself up or are you going to talk yourself up? Mm. Um, and being able to learn how to do that, there's certain tricks and ways that you can do that. And learning how to do that, there's some people who go unconscious. Like I told you that first game um, of, of the preseason, I went unconscious. There's some people who can replicate that, and they can find that zone. So just trying to find that zone, figure out what works for you, um, and just work hard. Obviously, you got to work hard to get to the league. Um, and, yeah, those are just – Do you talk to your self-conscious today? today? Yeah, definitely. I'm always talking to myself. My wife sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, just going around like, like I told you before, I said you can hack your life. So just speaking things into existence, like, oh, like today, I love life. I just love, like you said today, uh, Caleb, I keep on giving examples of Caleb. (laughs) Sorry, Coop. (laughs) But but like you said, (laughs) what were you going to say, Coop? I was just gonna say, Caleb. Caleb is that dude, man. I don't know what to say. Chill out, cool. (laughs) Chill out. (laughs) But but he said like today is just a good day. Like I walk around the house like saying I love my today's good day. Everything is happening for me. Everything is. Sometimes my wife like we got to get away from each other. 
because either I'm too high or she's too low and we just we're like oil and water like that sometimes you know uh I gotta I gotta switch to a a man named Rock Thomas you know he's he's got all kinds there's a if you want good material out there there's there's a million of them but there's this guy named Rock Thomas and he he has a quote that says the words that follow I am will follow you and you know and at times when I've been you know coaching youth sports coaching myself times in our marriage talking to people Mm -hmm. I like you know if you say man I suck or man, I can't do this. Like who's listening, right? You are. And that comes in, that comes down to heart. And when you emptied your mind, boom, you were balling out. That's, that, that was your quote to me, man. I, I was balling. And it's because there was no limiting or negative factor in your life. And you could just, it's almost like martial arts. You were flowing. You know what I mean? So the words yeah. that follow, I am follow you. And I just think that's so important. Yeah, that that was an awesome explanation. Yeah, that no, I I'm this no, this is this is some great stuff. This is really some. CJ, great what stuff. are your goals right now? Man, my biggest goal, um, what I've kind of been focusing on, is to buy a fourplex this year. Um, that's like short term. Mm-hmm. Long term, is just as I'm still in the fire movement. So I want to be financially independent where we're not worried about anything. My wife can quit her job and we can just live a happy life and do whatever and be passionate and create things that will add value to this world. CJ, are you, is there, is there, so we talk, so we talk about your goals. Is there like a number, let's focus on the real estate a little bit. Do you want to do, so after you get the four units, is there, is there another, you know, like, like eight units after that? Or... Um, man, we're gonna keep on trying to leverage these low down gotcha. payments. Man. We're gonna take it slow. Yeah. Uh, right now, maybe. So right now, our goal is to stay with multifamily. Yep. Um, we we might dabble into to single family, but stay with these low down payments. So I think you can get like four. Um, with the FHA or conventional, and we started off with the conventional loan, and it's only in my wife's name, so we can do that four times and then maybe we might be able to do just me four times. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, honestly, there's so many, there's so ways. many little yeah, loopholes yeah. and <laughs> tricks and at one point though. Yes, they will. At one point they will say, Hey, you got too many loans in your name. Stop. <laughs> yeah. But talk to yeah. it. Why, why are these so enticing to you? Explain to us financially why this owner occupy route that you're doing this low down payment route. Mm-hmm. Why is that so important? Or why, why should other people look at it? You can control an asset. So for me, I can control a $400,000 asset with a 5% down payment, um, which I, I forgot what that was. But. 20 grand? So, yeah, 20 grand. Um, um, sorry. I, I, hey, I, 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 hey, that's all right. <laughs> no, that's all right. So you don't need to know math to be uh, successful. Yeah, 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 for sure. CJ, for sure. CJ exactly. just re- real quick, real quick for you to continue. So I just, if everyone just heard what CJ just said about controlling – an asset. I had never heard anybody so, put it that way. So like, I love the way you put mm-hmm. that. So this, okay. So yeah. Grant Cardone talks about this. He talks about 10 Xing your money. So CJ mm-hmm. purchased this property. You said it was 400 or you were just giving an example mm-hmm. for 400 K. Yeah, um, yeah. He purchased this property for, for 20 K down and he now owns a 400 K property and he's only in it for 20 K. So I just, I just want to, that's, I don't, it's just something that I've been, I've been learning too. Um, 
is making sure that you're correctly leveraging your money. And, you know, CJ is, is doing, I mean, he's learning still, but like, he's making all the, all the right moves. I just wanted to add that, add that in there. Taking, he's taking action. And a a reason, I mean, the twin cities market, for example, it's just very competitive. It's tight. It's expensive. And a lot of investors are forced to put 20% down 80 grand. Right. And what, there's a million different ways to measure whether your property is a good investment or not. But one of them that a lot of people use is your cash on cash return. Right. So whether CJ put 20% down or 5% down, the rent was still the same. Right. So which do you think had a better cash on cash return? And cash, when I would say that is how much money is your, is it making you, you know? So if, you know, I'm just doing, let's say he gets it up to 4,000 per month, you know, that's, that's like 400% of his, uh, 5% down route. Right. And so it's just using other people's money. I, I forget people have that almost down to an acronym. Uh, OPL. It's just, OP, yeah. OP, OPL. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Appreciate it. Hey, Cooper, I was getting there. Hey, it's all good. No worries. Hey, no worries. I was no getting worries. there. Thank you. But no, hey, CJ, you're being smart, man. So, so the next goal is the fourplex. What? Well, hey, what? See, hey, Caleb, let's see. Mm. I'm sorry, CJ. We didn't mean to hijack your your story. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're good, man. Oh, you want to be continued? No, I want to be the question. I forget. So we were talking. We were talking uh, about. We were talking your goals and the fourplex. I was kind of curious. Yeah. What What are your yeah, problems sure. and how are you uh, finding solutions for them? Um, problems come up every single day, man. Um, just learning about how to be a property manager is one of the the best things that can happen because it teaches you how to be flexible and think on your feet. Um, and that's just been the the theme of me and my wife's life, or my wife and I. Um, I almost got caught up. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, I just got married not too long ago. Couldn't You're time. good. You're good. No um, hey, that's good. <laughs> but my wife and I, um, that's that's been the theme of our lives. Um, so just like man, the other day we our floor drain in our in our basement um, was was flooding. Um, and I go down there because of the washer, and I'm like, oh man, I come upstairs, I talk to my wife, I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> like I'm just like sad, like I'm like defeated already. And luckily, she was high energy that day, and she was like, oh, we'll get it figured out. And like, I get like shot, like I get stuck, like when things happen like that, like I'm like, oh man, like I get so stressed, and I have my wife there to help me out. And so we called a plumber and get it fixed, you know. And then two days later, the other side calls like, "Yeah, whatever." There's flooding over here in, in the floor drain. I'm like, "Oh man!" What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, like it's constant things. I have like problems every day, and so it's just, um, just figuring out creative solutions to fix those problems. And you know, I have personal problems just like everybody else. And the more that you learn about yourself, um, the more that you're able to to find ways to fix those problems and, and stop them from. Yeah. It's, it's, you got to relate it back to your why, right? I mean, this is a big reason why <laughs> yeah. people don't want to do this because, Hey, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And, but CJ yeah. and his wife have a big, why they know what they want to do and why they want to do it. And they're passionate about it. So here they are t- tackling the problems. Exactly. Go ahead, Coop. All right. So I got, I got yeah. it. So, before we rudely interrupted uh, CJ, <laughs> K- Caleb Caleb had asked um, why you are using 
real estate as your financial route. And you were, t- you were, you were kind of talking about controlling a, a $400,000 asset with 20% uh, percent down. So if you could just kind of, if you can kind of remember where you were going with that and talk about that a little bit. Yeah. 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 So just putting, putting a low down payment on uh, an asset that's worth a lot more and then having the ability to create cash flow or equity. Mm. So a lot of people like to, they like to um, invest in single single family houses because there's a huge opportunity to build equity and then use that equity to purchase another property and continue. Snowball it. Um, And then I feel, yeah, snowball it. Um, And then I like to use multifamily because I feel like there's a huge opportunity for cash flow. And if I can create enough cash flow, um, say our goal is $5,000. So if we can cash flow $5,000 a month, through our rental properties, then we'll be able to live. And that's not including all the tax deductions and benefits that you get. That'd be like the same as saving up a million too and living off that (laughs) five grand a month that way. Smart man, people. Man, man, Caleb, you you got anything? I feel like we could go on like with CJ right now. (laughs) CJ, what are you specifically doing right now uh, for your continued self-development and personal growth. You know, we don't want to keep you too much longer, but just a couple, couple more questions on that. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. But um, I'm st- so right now I'm taking a course and it's a uh, neuro linguistic program. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it's like just teaching you about the mind. I'm really, I just, some, for some reason, I just got really like stuck down a, a, a rabbit hole on psychology and how the mind works and, studying how my mind works and then also obviously I want to obviously but I do want to help other people and I do like like my mom and people who aren't as um they don't have access to they don't know how to access this information Mm -hmm. um and so just helping and talking to them and helping them come to helping them solve their own problems because a lot of times people know what the problem is and they low-key know how to solve it themselves oh yeah and then helping them bring that into awareness and that's what neuro-linguistic programming is about and it's also you can do that for yourself and learn it and there's creative ways to do that and so yeah hey, cj did you did you say that's like a class that you're taking okay yeah it's, it was like man it was like 30 30 bucks on udemy oh no um, i i was just ma- i was just making yeah. sure because that's another man you're just dropping nuggets that's just a, that's another yeah, thing um like continuing your education outside of college like you know like uh, today like a lot of people go to go to school and then after that it's like they're done they're done never touch a book they're done learning they feel like they got all the information (laughs) but like continuing to grow and learn um outside of the structure um is huge man so like i i admire you for that man you're like (laughs) with with nlp have you talked about body or learned about body language at all yet uh, not yet. Um, I'm only like one fourth of the way okay. um, through the course, um, but I haven't got there. I, I, I could go on about, you know, so one thing we share in common is we used to, I used to be a personal trainer too. And a big part of my mm-hmm. job was to sell personal training. And, you know, anytime you're in sales, it's usually only about 10% of what you're saying or they're saying, you know, it's, it's what their subconscious neural programming is making their bodies do, whether they're, 
crossing their legs or shifting in the seat or making eye contact or not. I just, it is so fascinating. Um, one more point I'll add is I once had, you brought up how anytime somebody has a problem, they usually know their solution. Um, and I was talking to a therapist for the longest time and we were talking about neuro-linguistic programming and I'll, I'll make this PG rated, but he said, anytime, you know, you make a decision in your life when you know what's wrong and you just say, ah, you know, he used the F word, but he said, ah, screw it. You know, he, and we were just talking about, you know, how you get places in your life. He said, anytime you say screw it, you're saying screw me. Mm. And he said, you need to figure out what's going mm. in your, on in your life where you don't love yourself to the point where you're saying, I don't matter. Screw it. Right. Like when he told me that That's my head powerful. almost exploded. Man. Like, <laughs> your subconscious yeah. knows exactly what's going on. Yes. That's awesome, man. So neuro-linguistic programming, what platform are you learning that on, CJ, just so people are listening? Man, uh, it was like a $30 course on Udemy, and it's worth mm, every single dollar. 30 bucks. It's probably underpriced. Hey, if you got that stimulus check lying around. Man, you know, come on, that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's not even 1% of your stimulus, just saying. Yeah. Well, uh, CJ, 3%. I'm an idiot. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna ask CJ. So, you said you, you love to travel. Um, so, so uh-huh. where I'm going with the question is so when you're in the league and you like m- had to move, um, like is that where the you liking the travel came in, or have you always liked to travel? And like, what you know, how was that experience like having to move from you know city to city? Um, I'll start off with moving from city to city. It was um, it was hectic, and it was fun at times. But a lot of times we so we got stuck in places like Cleveland. And, you know, my wife, my hey, wife. shout out Cleveland! <laughs> no, shout out. <laughs> we hated Cleveland, um, and I'm sorry if you're from Cleveland. <laughs> we hated it. Um, and then uh, we we lived in Houston for a little bit. At first, we hated it. We grew to uh, love it. Um, which was eye opening for us because it taught us to give things mm-hmm. chances and we don't know what we mm-hmm. don't know. Um, and so going from different places to different places really helped me and my, my wife and I grew up grow up. Um like we were we were in Philly and Philly's really bold. Um and we were from Minnesota, Minnesota nice and we don't really say what we want, we beat around the bush. And so when we're in Philly, like they're like Dude, like, just say what you want. Like, stop I'm trying to beat around it. Stop trying to be too nice. Like, we don't care. Like, just say what you want. Like, if you're in the Uber, they're talking about their politics, and they don't care what your viewpoint is. They're going to say what theirs is. They're not going to beat around the bush. They're going to tell you exactly how they feel, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's yep. good because it helps you become genuine, and it helps you understand yourself, and you're not um, – you're just not being um, – you're just being real. And so just learning from different people in different places, I, I really take the, take a lot of value in that. And getting over, across, over like, in different countries and things like that um, was cool as well outside of football. Um, just seeing how they operate. They value things differently, a lot differently than here. Um, so it, it puts things into perspective, I think, travel, travel does. For sure. Man. For sure. I got to process this, man. Yeah, I got to process this, too. We, de- we definitely got to have CJ back on. Like, yeah, we, we, we definitely got to have him back on. <laughs> yeah, CJ, appreciate your time. Man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how can uh, how can anybody you, you know get in touch with you or follow what you're doing? Yeah, man, you can um, follow me on Twitter 
uh, TJ Smith underscore. He's verified, by the way, just um, so you guys know. I mean, <laughs> he is, is verified. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Smith six. Hey, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Go give this man a follow, CJ. Really appreciate your time. Always take something away. Um, Cooper, what do you got? Man, oh, CJ, thank you, man. Like, that's... No, I because I knew I knew you know I didn't I didn't get the invite for the coffee date, but you know it's all good, it's all good. No, I'm just playing. Um, but no, it's no this this is uh yeah we'll definitely we'll definitely be having you back on for sure. I mean you dropped a lot of uh, great information today, so just want to say thanks and uh, make make sure you tell the wife we said hi. Man, I will do, man. Tell your wife I said what's up too. Um, thank you guys for having me, man. You guys are doing an awesome job, um, and it's fun to watch and listen listen to you guys. And I'm learning a lot. Appreciate it, brother. All right, CJ. Thank you. Thank you, CJ. Appreciate yep. it. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye. Yo. Hey, everybody. We just got done <clears throat> interviewing CJ Smith. Man, Caleb, I, I'm going to let you have – I'm going to – I can't even talk after that. Um, I'm going to let you go first. I'm just going to kind of reiterate a lot of the stuff he said. I mean, the book that woke him up, the book that woke him up was The Power of Now. Um, Phenomenal book. You know, helped him get on his path for self-development, education, and financial independence. He's got a lot of awesome strategies that I know he didn't get into, but one of them is definitely – leveraging real estate with low down payment options um, that him and his wife committed to. And I think that's really smart. It's not the only definitely a way. And he just talked about how he's really, uh, he's big on leveraging him and his wife's different skills. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, man. And uh, one thing I like kind of what I picked up, overall is um his so grant cardone has a saying uh creativity uh follows commitment and when you're committed to something when you're like a hundred percent committed to something you're gonna find ways to make it work and just in his story that was the big thing i kept hearing is like you know he has problems he's gonna try and figure out you know he got from the league uh, his, he saw his bank account was draining. Okay, what what do I got to do to, uh, inc- you know, not be losing so much money? So um, he took action. Took took action again. Action, 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 action again. It doesn't even have to be real estate. Just anything you're thinking about doing. The only way you're gonna know if it's the right or wrong course is to just do it and find yep. out. Um, action over fear every time exactly and then just the you know study like continuing your education outside of whether you went to college or you went to high school like you still got to keep learning you know your mind is such a powerful tool and you got to keep uh feeding it so yeah man those those are the those are the big uh takeaways for me so love it man hey everybody appreciate listening you know Cooper wants you to like and subscribe. We'd appreciate it. And shout out to shout out to Bray and Cash. Love them. Uh, Cooper, until we meet again, my man. Until we talk again. Yep. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.